Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Welcome to Political Pursuits, the podcast. I am your host, Luann Anderson. Delighted to have you here with me and have we got a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about, but I got to tell you, we're also going to go through it real quickly. You might notice the uh, title of today's uh, podcast, just that the idea that Temple ISD seeks to turn Wildcat Blue to Bondage Debt Red. Hopefully, most of you are aware that we do have a bond election coming up on Tuesday, November 2nd. Early voting starts this upcoming Monday on the 18th. And uh, with that, the Temple ISD is looking for more of your hard-earned taxpayer dollars. I'm not a big fan of this, to tell you the truth. I'm not a fan of it really at all because uh, the way I see it, TISD is already mired in debt. At the same time, we got the feds and the state and everybody else piling on more debt, not to mention everything in your life is escalating in price. And also, we seem to have a little school district here that's kind of going for the woke side of things, but at the same time, not asking for the taxpayers, their constituents to go for broke. So... Without further ado, let's get into this. What I want to do this first uh, time out with this is just kind of give a little primer on bond elections. People hear about them, they talk about them, they voted in a lot of them. But a lot of times I'm not sure that people really understand all the basics and how they work. Because there is certainly a methodology to what your government entities do with regard to their campaigns to, to uh, shall we say, separate you and your money. First off, what's a bond? A bond is a noun. It's a financial instrument. It's issued by government entities and used to fund capital expenditures like buildings, renovations, equipment, etc. Bond elections occur when an entity needs taxpayer approval to issue bonds. Bonds will be repaid via ad valorem or property taxes. Not all bonds need taxpayer approval, but thankfully, many do. Bond elections take place on uniform election days. Elections to fill elected offices can also take place on these days. Multiple entities can have elections simultaneously on these days. In addition, here in the Temple ISD to voting on this bond, uh, statewide voters will be going to the polls to address a number of constitutional amendments. The mechanics of bond elections, and I would put that mechanics in quotation marks, uh, they're seen and they hold, they follow the same patterns throughout government entities, largely because they kind of all, these entities uh, get their talking points, their marching orders from 
certain professional organizations, and they're all coming out of the same playbook. Government, it's a monkey see, monkey do proposition. Few original ideas exist, making the mechanics all the more visible. First, one of the things you see regularly, the advertised amount of your bond. It is principal only. With interest, the true amount of that bond is often another 40% of the principal. For instance, uh, TISD, they're looking for two packages, one of $178.3 million, another with a stadium that they had to separate out at $6.6. That comes to a total of $184.9 million dollars. That is principal only. You go and you add the interest to it, and you're probably looking a little closer to about $260 million. So $185 million, $260 million, I don't know. I don't see that as apples to apples. There's, that's apples to oranges, and I'm not sure one of those apples isn't seeming kind of rotten. Something else, um, well... And just kind of to, to further illustrate that point, when you go and buy a house or a car, you pay a base amount, your principal, you know, but when financing it, you also pay back that base amount plus the interest. You know, the interest is a fee or a premium for the use of this base amount over a period of time. Prior to most consumers making a major purchase, they often review their overall financial picture so as to, you know, have that be a factor in their decision-making process to whether, to if, or whether, or, you know, to how much should they actually make this purchase. It seems like we should apply the same type of scrutinization to the government entities seeking more of our dollars. And I got to tell you, I attended a meeting Tuesday night that TISD put on as a, as, um, going over the bond proposals. And one of the questions I had for Superintendent Bobby Ott was, what is Temple ISD's current debt level? He thanked me for the question, commented that it was an excellent question, and proceeded to then tell me that he didn't know. I was stunned. Absolutely stunned. Sadly, it brought to mind a phrase that I found inspiration for a number of years ago in dealing with an attorney that I felt was <clears throat> less than less than forthcoming and honest and it was like is this sleazy or is this sloppy because I really want to believe that someone who is leading our school district has enough smarts to them and is competent and thorough enough in their job that they would know this information and that they would be forthcoming about it and want to share it when they were directly asked. So I was concerned there. However, if that's not the case, and it's someone who was just a little more on the sloppy side, and they frankly don't know, well, I find that very disturbing as well, because I want the people who, someone who is getting ready to ask me to, they say a hundred and, you know, a hundred and, $85 million, but realistically, it's more like $260 million. Either way, if I'm going to give somebody $20, I'd like to think they're going to be a good steward of that money, and they're going to be thoughtful and knowledgeable about how they're spending it. And if you don't even know what your current debt load is, I find that to be a problem. But I tell you, I, you know, to give Mr. Ott credit, 
the fact that Temple ISD isn't isn't publicizing that, that's nothing unusual. Any of these government entities, they're not going to they're not going to offer to tell you the full picture of what you're being asked to vote on. With that, current debt levels of all government entities are available at sites like the Texas Bond Review Board. They have a database that offers info on cities, schools, counties, college districts, etc. And it goes through and it details all the existing bonds, principal, and the interest. I spend a lot of time kind of prowling around on this on this website, and I've gone through and done a little analysis. And actually, I will scan this and put this up on the Political Pursuits Facebook page. Um, sometime here in the next day or so, but I've gone through and just noted what an average Temple ISD resident, they largely live in the city of Temple, Bell County. They're within the Temple Junior College District, as well as the Temple ISD. And currently, uh, that area, those entities added together What's posted on the Texas Bond Review Board is $861 million, although what's not posted is the bond that was passed for Temple Junior College back in May. That was the asking price, the advertised price, was $124,900,000. Now, you got to figure that, again, if you use this 40% rule of thumb, which usually holds pretty true, you're looking at another $50 million in interest. So basically, that's going to add another $175 million to debt from earlier this year that was already $861 million. So with bringing in this Temple College new debt, Bell County has a residence in Bell County, Temple the College District, and and TISD, they have broken the billion-dollar mark in terms of local bond debt. Now, what Temple is asking with this $185 million, which realistically is more like $260 million, that would bring it up to about $1.3 billion. Something also interesting to um, note with this is that Temple ISD, as I was mentioning before, Bobby Ott didn't know what Temple ISD's current debt level was, but the Texas Bond Review Board does, and by virtue of that, so do I. What they have listed right now for Temple is currently $174,625,000 in principal, another $90,132,000 in interest for a grand total of $264,757,000. Again, TISD is asking for roughly $260 million. We got $264,000. They want another $260,000. Ladies and gentlemen, I would submit to you that's functionally doubling the school district's debt for which they want you, the taxpayer, to be responsible for. Again, entities don't want to have this conversation despite their claims of transparency. And with that, it is so important that voters do their own homework. They need to know the implications of their vote. And I will tell you something. Years ago, we had a state comptroller named Susan Combs. And back in probably the sessions of 2011-2013, she fought like everything 
for information to be included on the ballots. Information like the penal, the the principal, the interest, the length of the of the debt that was there, all sorts of information about. Um, the taxing entity that was asking for this money, she wanted real transparency. And she was fought, 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 tooth and nail. It was ugly, brutal battles that went on during several of those legislative sessions. And the people that were advocating against this happening, the fiercest opponents of all of this, it was organizations like the Texas Association of School Boards, the Texas Association of Counties, the Texas Municipal League. All of those are professional organizations, and again, let's use air quotes there, that all of the government entities, including our local people here, belong to. In fact, they finance their membership with these organizations, with our tax dollars. And then those organizations turn around and go to Austin and they advocate against policies that would serve our interests. So let that sink in there for a while. Again, voters need to arm themselves with a broad range of information from a multiple of sources to equip voting in your own best interests, not in accordance with the agenda of a self-interested government entity. Local government entities, this is something else you see it happen all the time. They coordinate their efforts, so voters should expect this not to be just the only bond election you're going to be asked to vote on anytime soon. Well, we see that it's obviously not because many of the people voting for this TISD bond, they were asked back in May to vote for Temple College. And you don't think that there's already somebody that has something on the drawing boards for um, where are we now, November? So for uh, May of 2022, oh, I trust, 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 trust that it is coming. Who's it going to be, the city of Temple or the county? You and I may not know, but they absolutely do because they do have a calendar so that everybody gets to come in. And in our area, I'm sure Belton ISD, these people, the pandemic, you know, man, that was really a downer thing to happen because that really just like kind of held things up. And so we couldn't go out and be having elections so that we could get more taxpayer dollars during them. So don't you know there's some pinup some pent-up demand for more new taxpayer dollars. What I also would encourage you is don't just read the materials that, that come forward with you. Really look to analyze the talking points used in the vote for marketing materials. Bond advocates will espouse about how 50% of the increased taxes will be paid by commercial and industrial business businesses, not residents. Well, after the last 18 months or so, and with everything on the horizon now, does anybody truly think that those costs are something that struggling businesses need and that those costs aren't going to, in some degree, perhaps a large degree, be passed on to consumers? One of the things I worry about, too, is with a bond package, uh, also known as a tax increase, they impact a community's property values. Such increases don't just impact the property owners. Landlords often feel forced to pass costs, costs on to renters. How might that impact uh, housing affordability as well as the viability of commercial property? Well, a month ago, the Wall Street Journal had an article talking about there's already a 10.3% rise in rent 
that was the asking rates for rent in August. That was the first double-digit increase in more than 20 years. We see places around like Austin here in Texas that people are getting priced out of their market because the rents are going up so much. Part of that is because the city of Austin and especially the city, but also the other entities there, they just raise taxes, taxes, taxes. They're raising them constantly and people can't afford it. And so that's something that we need to be mindful of. I would hate to see that happen within the city of Temple or anywhere in our Bell County area. Something else they always in these uh, mailers and these advertising peepers, interest rates are at historic lows. Ah, Yeah, that's true. But you know what? They've been using that point for the last 15 years. And that's how we here in Bell County got to over a billion dollars in local government debt. Congratulations us. Oh, one of my favorite ones is that it won't cost age 65 plus a single penny. Yeah, that's factually accurate. But just because you can subject your family, your friends, and your neighbors because you're over 65, just because you can subject anybody under 65 to an involuntary tax increase, does the tax increase, does that really mean you should do it? I don't know. I... That wouldn't be that wouldn't be the route I'd want to take. With educa- education-oriented bond elections, you know they're routinely touted as for the students. Well, let's just be a little longer-term thinking here and remember that those students that this is going to be for that those students that they stay in this area. But you know what? This is happening on such a widespread basis. Wherever they go, they're going to be inheriting a massive legacy of debt, long-term debt, because it's not just us here in Temple. There's people all across this state, all across this country that are saddling their children, their grandchildren, people not yet born with debt that it's just, it's, it's very, very sad and it's not going to bode well for our country um, short or long-term. One of the other things too that I like is that we always talk about that, um, that these these proposals when they put together that you know whatever the tax or the governing body of the taxing entity they unanimously supported it they were simpatico they were like-minded they were of one thought one determination that indeed this is the thing to do don't be fooled that's nothing special. It's standard practice. Bureaucrats always want to have the desired front. They don't like anybody that, you know, stirs the water and says, hey, you know, you guys think this is a good idea. You go along. I'm just going to sit this one out. No, 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 no. That doesn't work. That doesn't work in um, these types of, uh, <laughs> these types of, of environments. Upon being elected to school board, city council, county commissioners, whatever, you were taken to training, some of us would call it more indoctrination sessions, by their respective taxpayer-funded professional organization. Again, this is who I mentioned earlier, Texas Association of School Boards, Texas Municipal League, Texas Association of Counties, and they lay out a code of conduct for being an effective elected official. Unfortunately, the terms laid out are generally oriented toward an entity's agenda, which is too often in opposition to what taxpayers' best interests are. Or perhaps if you have some rogue 
member of one of these boards that actually is coming in there with independent thinking, a strong will, and an idea that they're going to try and stand up and be different, this is the time they want to start breaking them of all those kinds of silly thoughts. We've got a lot of things related to this coming up in terms there's a lot to discuss with regard to where things are with the district spending how that fits in to the larger scope of spending both you know from local state and federal standpoints what's happening here with our economy and how some of the things that um the school district is looking at frankly it just kind of defies some of these things being them being able to be accomplished just based upon many of the constrictions that the rest of the world seems to be having to face with regard to these the economy, the shortages, supply chain issues. There's a lot of things there. And then we've got the woke side of things that that certainly has been a concern for a lot of people across this country. And there are some indications that here in Temple, Texas, perhaps we ought to be concerned about those things as well. So between now and November 2nd, we're going to be talking about a lot of those things. I'm going to try and do some podcasts that are a whole lot shorter than this, keep it down to about 10 minutes or less, and just give some bite-sized pieces of information. Again, the, the school district, they're going to be making their best case, but I urge anybody, look at that information, but don't just look at it. Read and analyze it. Think about it. Think about how what they are aspiring, the things that they are saying are those really realistic to do in today's economic climate, in today's cultural situation? So I would do that. I hope that you will consider this podcast a source of information. And I will tell you that the things I throw out, the numbers that I throw out, information that I quote, I'm not asking you just to believe me. I will be putting links to all of those things up on the Political Pursuits podcast um, Facebook page because... I want my sources for information. I'm very happy to share those and help to hopefully bolster the credibility of at least the assertions that I make here. Thank you for listening. Remember, early voting on this bond election and the other constitutional amendment starts October 18th. November 2nd will be the full voting, and I hope you will continue to tune in here and we'll discuss the issue a little bit further. Meanwhile, this is Lou Ann Anderson. Once again, thank you for joining me. Till next time. <laughs> Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN.